Welcome to Talk on the Way, where we have conversations of faith, life, and being better humans. Do the intro. So you want to get started? So we can... Let's do it. All right. All righty. Well, my turn for this one. Um, welcome, everyone, to Talk on the Way a podcast where we talk about life, faith, and being better humans. I didn't remember it either, Sergi. So I got it pulled up in front of me. Uh, listeners well that are, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, listeners that are familiar to us uh, know that I pick on Sergi often that he never remembers the bio or the intro that we try to say at the beginning of every episode. Well, I didn't remember it either. So I had to pull it up as well. So anyways, yeah, um, sitting here today, we missed in March. Uh, I was going to try to hit you up about doing some in March, and then I got crazy. I had an uncle pass away. So uh, anyways, yeah. stuff like that came up. So just been busy. So we missed uh, March. So we're, sh- we're dropping this one in April, and uh, maybe we'll try and get one by the end of the month to get back on track every yeah. month. So that'll be the plan. Uh, but... Yep. Here we are at Talk on the Way. Uh, I noticed that you were drinking something. What are you drinking? Yep. Uh, I'm drinking a good old uh, Stemma. I think I've had Stemma on the podcast before. Yeah. The Shelter and Haze. Uh, just a hazy IPA. Sticking to the classics. Yeah. I feel like that's most of what you've drank on here has been a hazy IPA. Yeah. Too easy. I'm, I'm drinking uh, Kookaburra uh, iced coffee. They don't really call any of their stuff cold brew, so they don't make like necessarily yeah. cold brew, but they do iced coffee. So I'm drinking that right now. I was going to have a beer, but mm. I've decided on me try and save a stout that I have for uh, tonight when I have a cigar. So anyways, cheers. Cheers. Um, what coffee do you end up buying from Kookaburra? So I Kookaburra does points. And I've had my points for a long time, and they've changed how it works. They've made it a little bit harder to get points, not much, uh, but just a little bit, for me at least. Uh, Because now it's like you have to spend a certain dollar amount to get a point, and I'm usually like 50, 60 cent under that dollar amount. Mm. So anyways, uh, but I had 166 points. and. You could get a bag of coffee for 50 points. So I got two free bags of coffee, one of which was the uh, Drop Bear Espresso, which is my go-to. I make cold brew out of it more than any other. It's really good. It's definitely on the darker Mm -hmm. side. I mean, it is an espresso. And it's just really tasty. It hits in all those kind of like heavier notes that I like for my cold Mm -hmm. brew. But it's but I'm also someone that likes to experiment. I don't like to just do the heavier, uh, thicker stuff. So I also went and tried a different one, and I actually sent it to you. Like, hey, this yeah. is all the coffee they have. Which one should I get? And you mentioned what? one that I thought maybe would just be too fruity for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went with the Brazil that its flavors are supposed to be uh, chocolate berry. It doesn't say what kind of berry, just berry. And vanilla nougat. 
So nice. I, w- I went solid. with that. Yeah, I went with that one. It's not super far from Drop Bear. Drop Bear is supposedly chocolate, citrus, and complex. I don't know what complex means. I guess they don't either. It's just multiple flavors. But I'm excited to try the Brazil. I do want at some point maybe to try one of the others as a cold. But I don't do well with like super sweet or like Mm -hmm. overly citrusy. Even like beer that gets too citrusy. After a little bit, the uh, the acidic nature of it gets to me. So while this isn't true citrus, it's still the flavor. I don't know how mm-hmm. if yeah. I would like it over time. So, anyways, yeah. I got those stoked for them. But right now, I just I haven't uh, actually made anything with them yet. I've just been busy. I'll probably do it tonight. But I just went to the shop today, the one the Kookaburra closest to me, and got this. So I've been sipping on it throughout the day. Um, Solid. Missed that spot. Someone recently used a photo I took a kookaburra and a travel guide. I was like, oh, interesting. Oh, really? Who they are? Yeah. That's cool. Just some uh, online, like, Mm -hmm. you know, Instagram does those guides. Yeah. Uh, It's a little tab uh, that they've been doing, and someone picked up my photo. I don't know why. I looked at it. I'm like, dude, that was a bad photo. I don't know what (laughs) I was thinking. That's what you think. Someone liked it. Someone didn't agree. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. uh, Before we jump into the topic, or which will more like we'll slide into the topic. You know, like I slide in your DMs. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't resist. Uh, Too good. (laughs) Sergi's like, why did you just go? Why did you just make that bad joke? (laughs) Anyways. How's life? Uh, how are things going? Uh, gosh, it's okay. Yeah, that might actually be a little uh, too optimistic. No, it's been it's been manageable. But honestly, I, I shared with you earlier, it's mm-hmm. probably been the hardest month since I've moved back to Bellingham. Um, everything from just my mental health, my uh, personal, like emotional and mental health, uh, physically. I'm doing okay. I'm not like, you know, exercising enough kind of classic, but that's the least of my concerns. Um, and then spiritually, it's also been like just tough with everything that is going on in my personal life. Um, but then at the end of the day, it's, it's just been hard. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I don't, and I hate saying this, this is, like there's a degree of uh, shame around talking about this topic, but I, I feel like I've never felt this lonely in my life. Mm. Yeah. So, and nothing like l- really works or nothing like cures the loneliness to be honest. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I know the classics, you know, I'm a believer like, Oh, you know, God is with you. You know, Jesus is always with you. The Holy Spirit is there. Kind of classics. Um, it's not the mental. It's not the theoretical, like, concept of feeling like I belong. But it's more of the practical, like, feeling so disconnected from everything. Even though on the outside, I'm busy. I'm not, yeah. like, I'm not sitting around bored and I don't have anything to do. Therefore, I'm feeling lonely. No, it's not that. I'm busy, I'm active, I have 
never had this many employees at narrative where I work at the cafe than I've ever had. Like this is the most, the the most amount, we just hired three new folks. So a lot of employees, a lot of new people, Mm -hmm. um, from that perspective, things are looking good. Um, but there's this degree in this like almost looming kind of darkness that I'm experiencing. Um, and again, I'm using the word darkness because that's what I'm experiencing, but I'm not talking about that crazy charismatic word of darkness mm-hmm. and being feeling demonic. Right. Uh, this essence of like, I'm surrounded by everything, yet I'm surrounded by nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, this nothingness. And right. super difficult super challenging um so then with that comes all the classic difficulties of feeling guilty of like am i not doing enough uh feeling um shame around anything from like should i be uh, pressing in like what should i it's the whole Mm -hmm. do it's like you want to recover by doing instead of by being and those temptations are so evident even though i know them i'm experiencing them Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, can't say it's been a wonderful one since we last checked in, Ugh. but I'm here. You know, you are uh, not not to start the podcast with such a heavy uh, darkness, to say the least. And the funny thing is, this is not this is not a geographical thing. Like mm-hmm. Washington gets uh, the classic depression and during the dark days which are usually in like november december um we are actually getting more daylight right now so it's not that it's not um just the geography or where i live it's weird it's hard Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well i mean i definitely feel for you i understand some of that you know um i've experienced some similar stuff uh but also, I just thank you for sharing that because mm-hmm. you didn't have to share that something so personal on the podcast. Uh, and but it is, you know, that is something, you know, like mental health is something you and I have talked about, you know, together in the past. It's something that, as you know, uh, means a big deal to me. I mean, I went to school. I thought that was what I was going to do. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a degree in psychology thinking I was going to be a counselor. And so that's still a big deal. Uh, so just like mental health and dealing with those types of things, I do think it's important. Uh, and it's something that, you know, I want us to like talk on. I'm hoping actually May is mental health awareness month. And so I'm hoping we'll have a guest on, you know, to discuss all that stuff. Yeah. But with that said, uh, definitely, hoping um, that you keep working through it. You know, there's so many different ways to say it that are kind of cliche, but um, Mm -hmm. I hope that sooner rather than later, you're on the other side of that. So thank you. uh, Yeah. So that it's better. uh, Whatever that looks like for you, because it's different for different people. Um, Right. And it definitely can be hard. I know it has been for me at times, coming from the Christian uh, background, because there is so much of, well, if you're faithful, well, if you're a good Christian, well, if you're not in sin, blah, 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 then life should be good. And so like, it's better than it used to be, but still in a lot of ways, mental health is looked on as just a sin problem. 
And if you're having mm-hmm. mental health issues, then you're having sin issues that are keeping you from God or separate or something. And that's mm-hmm. frankly just bullshit. And mm-hmm. I know you know that, but it it sometimes makes it harder um, when you're dealing with these things. Yeah. Some of that seeps back in, you know, like God. You know, yeah, I, I think especially with my personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where I, uh, I, I'm a fixer, right? I, I like things uh, to be in my control. Um, yeah. I like to uh, basically be able to change my experience by what I do. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always work out that way, especially with mental health. So right. for me, you know, the, the, the pitfall is always moving from grace into legalism mm. and forgetting the fact that you just have to embrace and hold all of your experiences as one. I tend to, in my weakest times, tend to label things in a much more binary way right. rather than live in the dynamic. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely understand that for sure. Um, some experience with it myself, but definitely understand that. Uh, and honestly, I'll not to cut off, but you know, for just sake of time and mm-hmm. uh, and everything, we'll kind of go ahead and get into the topic. And some of what you said, kind of really, like as we said, we we're going to slide into it, and that it kind of fits because there is what we're going to talk about today. There is often a feeling of loneliness uh, connected mm-hmm. with it, and. A lot of it does have to deal, well, pretty much all of it from the way we're viewing it comes from a a, a faith position. Uh, so there, there is a lot of like, how do we in our journey of faith deal with things? Um, how do we deal with change? How do we deal with community? And with that, you know, there's often a loneliness. And what we're talking about today is I like to call it... Um, like uh, being without a country. And I take that mostly Mm. from a John Mark McMillan song called, I believe the name of it is No Country. But anyways, it's just this idea of not having a place where you feel like you belong. And that can be a very lonely Mm. feeling. And, you know, you and I were talking a few days ago and we were talking about this idea of being it's it's become a cliche but it's this idea of like being too progressive for uh, the more conservative people and at the same time being too conservative for a lot of progressives i know i often feel that way and you know from conversations had you um have made clear that you've had some experiences feeling that way also mm-hmm. and it's interesting to me because you know, not only is it something that I know other people experience, it's something you and I are both experiencing, and we're experiencing it from different viewpoints. I think that really plays into the idea of this podcast being two people on, in different cultures doing uh, doing and having different experiences uh, of faith. So you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you and I, we were talking beforehand, and like you said. You are in Bellingham, Washington, a place that is generally considered and you would say is much more progressive than where mm-hmm. I am in Florida, which right now is becoming, as you put it, and I agree with you, 
it's starting to become like the poster child of uh, conservative America and in a lot of ways, Christian conservative America, which I'm a Christian and I love Florida and I love St. Augustine where I live, but I don't like any of that. Uh, yeah. But anyway, So we're both experiencing these things. So we just wanted to talk about it because it is tough and it is hard. And I, and it, it's become a cliche and it's become something that I hear people talk about and they make fun of or they kind of knock it. This idea, it's almost like if you if you feel or if you say you're too conservative for the progressives, too progressive for the conservatives, oh, you're not picking sides or you're this or that. So it's very much become a cliche for good reason, but it's also – seems to be looked down upon and taboo and which makes it even harder when you're in this place of knowing like what you can say and how you can act. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my, that's my uh, ramble of how we came to this topic. Uh, So as we're diving in, like, what would you say? Any, uh, anything off of that? Yeah, I think what I hear you saying makes me think that, um, sorry, did we get disconnected? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I just (laughs) lost, oh, there it is. There, I got a phone call and they came up on my phone. Same, same exact thing happened to me a few minutes ago while you were talking. Yeah, so we're good. I'm going to leave this in, by the way. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Um, I think... Yeah, what what I was going to say is when I was listening to you share all of that, one of the things that came to my mind was a lot of it has to do with very polarizing binary thinking, right? Um, That there is no uh, purple, for lack of better words, like that there has to be one or the other. And to a degree, I like that. I, I like the idea that if there's clean cut boundaries, like you can't make, um, make a wrong move. If you stay within the Mm -hmm. parameters or within these beliefs, then you're fine. You're safe. I like that. Even the idea of being conservative, just the title bugs me. Right. Um, I don't like the idea of conservation. I get it. Why it's appealing to folks that it's safe. Uh, that you kind of do the same thing over and over again, kind of the mentality of uh, why fix it if it's not broken. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the idea. My personality doesn't like the idea. Right. I like the words uh, liberty, uh, liberty, liberal, liberation. Right. I like those words because those words speak uh, progress or future. Uh, yeah. Those words speak change, uh, possibility. Uh, those words produce a lot of good feelings for me. So I automatically lean in that direction for those reasons. But when it comes to strict belief systems, Mm -hmm. I like some things from one camp and most things from another, you know, if that makes sense. So Again, we've covered a lot of different topics on here already, but even things such as, um, you know, being pro-choice or uh, anti-abortion, like we've covered that. Like, I I don't like the idea of abortion, but I 
tend to lean towards pro-choice. Right. Um, you know, but, and there's a lot of social topics that I would definitely lean more left yet understand why conserving these original ideas is important. Mm-hmm. I just don't like what the fruit that they're producing. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then again, right. I live in Florida, so I get it. Um, it was, it's much easier to get along with folks who have done the same thing over and over again. Therefore they're used to the idea of something safe and conservative. And I get that. But now living again in Washington in witnessing, um, a lot of polarization, um, I'm kind of craving that idea of the conservative safety because I don't like polarization. I don't mm-hmm. like separation. I don't like I don't like people fighting um, by nature. Most of y'all already know I lean towards pacifism. So I don't like violence. I don't like those things. I don't like things being broken, um, even though I like repairing things. But being in a place where I witness and experience so much polarization, I almost wish I could live in a safe space. And I can't find a safe space because I don't know what safety looks like right now. So it, right. it's been super challenging. Right. Yeah. Um, and I feel you. And for me, it's like you could use the term safe. I think another way it kind of works is um, maybe like an accepted place or like a place mm. where you fit in, where you don't have to worry about if I have a different opinion in certain areas, if I voice that, Am I going to be in trouble or am I no longer going to be accepted or am I going to be rained down upon? And it happens in both places. Uh, And I feel like this is the problem. It's for me, just for me, where I've seen it mostly is. And the like people that have deconstructed their faith, uh, they are either much more on the progressive side of Christian or. They've deconstructed and left the faith entirely, but they're still very much involved in that community, and it matters to them. Mm -hmm. The idea of, like, people that are on the journey of deconstructing or of, like, questioning things, just like one of the reasons we made this podcast is because it matters to us. You know, it matters to these people, whether they're still in faith or not. But there's almost like these unwritten rules interacting in these areas where it's like, okay, I agree with almost everything they're saying. I'm running with it. I like it. This, I feel like I fit in. Oh, wait. If I mention I still really believe in prayer, how's that going to look? Or if, I'm, yeah. if, I talk, if I start really talking about why Lent is important to me, and it's just like, it's this idea of like, okay, it seems safe. It seems like I fit in. Oh, but I can't mention these aspects or I can't say this or I can't say that because that it feels like is still kind of put in the more conservative box in so many ways. And so it's like, okay, what can I talk about, you know, about myself that, that doesn't get me kicked out, Yeah, you know? And it's, and it's that thing of like, Where's the like Christian mystics 
that are more that are that I could find that are affirming or very supporting women don't aren't going to make fun of me or think I'm crazy if I still, you know, like believe in parts of church or this or that, you know, because and it's this thing of what I see is on either side, conservatives, because I start talking about why women should be in leadership and that race matters or race conversations matter and white supremacy is real. If I start mentioning stuff like that, then I definitely don't fit in. But then if I start mm -hmm. talking about church in a way that probably reminds people of bad experiences in the progressive side – then immediately, you know, I feel like that's crossing a line. I'm not going to feel safe there. Yeah. So it's just like, it's like where, again, it's that, like, I feel like a man without a country, you know, of just like, if I'm, if I talk about me and I have opinions, it's like, what's going to trigger something that's going to get me kicked out? At least on the conservative side, it seems pretty easy. And it's all, mm -hmm. for the most part, it's things that I don't mind. I don't want to be in that camp. But then on the other side of it, you know, it's like everybody that go that progresses or regresses, it's a process. And we all do it at different times. And so it's like some people that may stay Christian, but, have, but are much more progressive than I am, they've already been where I'm at. And it's like some of them do are already like, no, you can't bring that up because this leads to that and this or it's going to trigger someone here. And it's like, yeah, like there's no there doesn't seem to be grace of I was there once. I thought mm -hmm. this way once or I did these things once or just the idea of, oh, so there's still a lot more spiritual or they're very progressive, but they're still, you know, much more Christian than I am. That's okay. There doesn't seem to be that. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. If, if we're, if being progressive means be, being, means to be more inclusive, then there should be room for the table for folks like you, for, for folks like me who lean one way, but also don't find a home anywhere. Right, um, and you mentioned that it seems uh, it seems harder around conservative folks, where I'm experiencing it, it being much harder around progressive and liberal folks. Right, um, because it's it's fine to critique and to make fun of Christianity in the circles that I'm in. It's fine to laugh at the concept of. Uh, Oh, you believe a man, you know, was raised from the dead on Easter. Um, it's fine to laugh at that and make fun of that mm -hmm. in the circles, at least the progressive liberal circles that I, I've talked to folks. It's fine. But if you mention if you mention anything about any other religion, whether it's Judaism, Islam, if you mention anything at a slight of disagreement, not even making fun of, mm -hmm. um, you could be considered uh, Islamophobic or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, anti-Semitic. Yeah, anti-Semitic, right? Yeah. 
And I, I think, and in my opinion, I think both are wrong. I think we have to hold things to the same standard and saying like, hey, if we can uh, make fun of a uh, Hebrew carpenter from rising from the dead, I think that's just as toxic and bad as being anti-Semitic right. and being um, Islamophobic. It's right. uh, Peter Rollins recently on a, a podcast episode uh, I forget what's called, but one of his podcasts, he mentioned the idea that both Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris are in the same room. Uh, you know, and I totally agree with the fact that I feel like there is this weird um, kind of double standard. Like if you align with us, then it's okay to be actually very, uh, quote unquote, for lack of better words, toxic towards a certain group because mm-hmm. they kind of deserve it. Yeah. They deserve it, right? We can make fun of Christians. They're all crazy or they're all fundamentalists or right. they're all this or that. It's fine. But if you disagree with something else, it's not okay. And I, I'm not the only one who's experiencing that. I would consider uh, one, my wife to be way more progressive than I am. And She's been sharing the same thing. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm struggling with the fact that I can be in a room and people can make fun of one demographic and it'll be okay. Not even considering the fact that I may actually be in that demographic as a person of color. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so that's, that's kind of what bothers me. And I, I think, you know, going back to the original question of how I've been feeling, I think that's part of what I'm experiencing this like, deep sadness and this deep loneliness about like, man, not only can I not please everyone, that's a reality, but I don't feel like I can be myself with everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a scary feeling. Like uh, I I would love to be able to be free and expressing um, who I am with my flaws and my bad beliefs. Like I'm fine with being called out for being racist. Right. Because I do believe I still need to undo a lot of my whiteness and my thinking of uh, uh, the classic uh, white supremacist train of thought that I've been raised in. I know I need to undo that. Right. But I also need a safe space to be able to undo that. Because right. with no grace, I can't grow. And I right. need grace to grow. So I, I need that space. Um, so I, I think that, that that's been super hard for me. Like very mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. And for me, it is kind of the opposite because I fall more into the camp of I'm a progressive or I would be considered very progressive by the people, by a lot of the people here uh, in a in a place that is so conservative. So I find myself where it can be very hard to not be the person painting a villain out of a lot of the more conservative people. Uh, so like, even as you were saying stuff like that, I was like, come on, push back there. I want to push back. But like, I know you, so I know where you're coming from, you know, but it's this, you know, but I want, when you say like, we can't make, we can make fun of Christianity because they deserve it, but we can't make fun of the, and it's like, yeah. Cause like, you know, it's time to like crack down on white people being in power and people ask, oh, totally. well, yeah. you know, and people are like, well, how come it's, you, it's like white people are being told they need to sit down and shut up. It's like, because we've been running our mouths the whole time and we've not let right. anyone else have a chance. So it's time to, to recognize that. And that is true in Christianity. But also there is that thing of, 
yes, like when you're getting into personal spaces and interacting with people and your natural self comes out more, even if you're in the wrong, then you may say things or you may do things based on the way other groups are treated, not even realizing it. And it's a place that you can learn if they'll let you. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to let you learn from it. So, like, I would say, like, well, don't make fun of any people groups. Uh, you know, like, just don't or, make fun or, of any of them. Yeah, I would say, like, there's a difference between uh, healthy critique. Right. Or looking at something and being like, hey, I don't, I don't like this. Right. Help yeah. me understand. Yeah, like, we exactly. all need to be that. And I, I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know. Christianity can't be made fun of. I make fun of Christianity. I love the memes that make fun of Christianity. There was right. one recent one about, you know, going into a Pentecostal church, the Star Wars one. I freaking mm-hmm. share that yeah. thing everywhere. I love it. I don't mind it. And I mm-hmm. get why uh, white evangelical Christianity needs to be critiqued. Yes. I receive that. And I mm-hmm. think that's positive and that needs to happen. But it's a lot of what you and I do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But demeaning and being okay with um, just like verbal violence, that's Mm -hmm. not good. Uh, One that does not create any form of growth. I don't think any conservative fundamentalist listening to someone demean Christians is going to change their mind. Right. Um, I, I I don't think so. Right. But I do need that positive critique where if someone is willing to challenge me, and they're willing to listen to my response. Mm-hmm. Let's have a conversation. That's that's right. good for me. I don't right. want to be in an echo chamber. Yeah. And it's that flip side of what makes me mad is I see a lot of uh I see a, a lot of the conservatives here that are the same way. They're violent, they're angry, they treat people mm-hmm. so bad. I mean, the rhetoric and the way like people are treated here in Florida and the stuff that's being said about like our governor, I, I wholly yeah. feel he's earned it because I feel like a lot of things right. they do are so mean and so hateful the way that, and disrespect anyone that's not like conservative, white. Uh, he he claims evangelical as well. So, you know, so so it's easy to get angry at those people and to attack those people. But. And the same aspect of what you said, like you're not going to change anyone's mind. Like they're not going to change any progressive's mind by attacking and being angry, especially when right. I, I think mo- I think most of the time the progressive opinion is in the right because it is more loving. Yeah. You know, it's like so. Yeah, it's just and you just find like I find myself in this place where it's like part of me wonders if. um it, will it get to a point where if I just mention I'm from Florida, I'm immediately going to be colored mm-hmm. as white, conservative, loudmouth idiot that hates everybody not like him, you know? And it's yeah. like, I'm, and yeah. Right, yeah. And right now it's this idea of like, um, you know, in certain circles, if I mention my faith, do they immediately think, oh, he's a Christian? And even though I'm checking off, I'm agreeing with you on everything. Oh, you don't have a place here. I mean, like, at what point does it become, oh, he's from Florida. He's one of them, you know? And it's like, how, 
how do we have a space where we can hold on to certain things if they're not harmful? If they're harmful, mm-hmm. that's different. You know, if I yeah. come in a room and I'm like, I'm anti-abortion too, and I'm anti, um, or no, I'm I'm pro-abortion uh, if because mm-hmm. I'm pro-choice. If I'm pro-choice too, and I'm this, and I'm all these things that they say is good about being progressive, but then if I was to throw something crazy out, like, oh, those is Islamic extremists, they got to go and like start talking mm-hmm. really badly about that group, then yeah, if I'm being harmful, that's a problem. But if it, but it's like, it's just like, you don't, there you're, you're just labeling everything. I don't know. I don't even have the words for it. I just feel mm-hmm. like I'm going to be treated as if I say something like that, just because of the fact that I, you know, like I want to, I want to talk about how powerful Easter service was for me. You know? Yeah. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, I think, yeah. I mean, I, struggling with that too even sharing about the fact that my sister moved to florida to st pete recently and i get a lot of comments when i bring that up like oh is your sister tired of the democrats right like in a negative sense like right yeah left a washington state to go to a more republican state and is that why is your sister like hyper conservative and i'm like no she got a job like right she likes the beach uh she likes palm trees she likes st pete like okay is that not enough um and it makes me think like hearing what you have to say and just this whole conversation like i don't know like is it weak to be and is it negative or weak to be to agree to disagree like is there room for that is that okay like to a degree to be able to hold things in tension and not be super binary? Um, or do we not have space in our current society to not be binary? Like, does everything right. have to be black and white, right or wrong? Right. And I think that's where it, I think it's hard uh, to look at it. I think, I think on the micro, like the really small level, in good relationship, there's room for that. I think mm-hmm. on a major level, things have to be a little more black and white. Uh, you yeah. know, like, and it, and so then it comes into that place on where the micro level, you and I can have conversations. So where like, I know you well enough that I heard what you were saying early on in this conversation that we're having right now. And because I know you well enough, I know this is someone that is, Con, that is progressive someone that is you know in some aspects experiences more progressive than i am so you're saying it from that whereas someone else that doesn't know you doesn't right. have that micro that level relationship would hear it and might think oh that person's sounding pretty like conser- starting to sound really conservative really because they yeah. don't know you like i do so there's yeah. the S, I think, at, at the smaller, more intimate level, uh, you can have these conversations. You can get to know each other. But on a big level, so like on Twitter, mm. yes. if you say something that's in the gray, expect pushback. Yeah. But on Twitter, 
if you have some people that you also have relationship with, and they could be just online relationship, but they've gotten to know you well enough. Mm -hmm. They know you well enough to know where you're coming from. So there's that relationship there. But on the grand scheme, you could like, you may say something that really pisses a lot of people off because they don't know you well enough to understand the gray that you're living in. And I think, so like take it from a corporate point of view. Uh, you could take, um, so you have like all these beer companies right now that is all this craziness of like all these super conservative people really that I don't even believe they care. I think they're just doing it for clicks. Uh, I really don't think Kid Rock cares what Bud Light promotes, but he knows what his, he knows what's going to like bolster his fan base. And uh, so anyways, they are making a stance they know is going to piss off some conservatives because they are saying we accept people that are transgender. We accept people LGBTQ. We want to support them by doing that on a, on a Mac, on a major late uh, level, there is no room for conversation. So for like a big company, you have to say like black and white, this is how we're going to be. Mm-hmm. We're not going to, you, if if you were someone that for whatever reasons in your life, you struggle with a, per, with like a certain group of people, mm-hmm. you're working through that. Maybe you and your manager develop a relationship where you can talk about it. Mm-hmm. But our rules are still, we don't say, we're not going to talk about it because it's going to come across to some people as that you're just being hateful. So our rules are we are this way and we stand for this and we support everyone. We're not going to have conversations about that because it's going to because from a major point of view, no one's going to get the uh, like Mm. nuance. But then in those one on one conversations with people you develop a relationship with. You can you can have those like I'm struggling here or I don't want Mm -hmm. it to sound like I don't love these people, but this was my experience. So those are conversations you can have with someone when you get to a point where you feel comfortable with them. Mm -hmm. But you can't just walk into a meeting or like blast it to everyone in your office like these people scare me and this because it's going to get lost. You know, okay. Yeah, I would say, yeah, that was great. Thanks for sharing. Um, I I would say, makes me think as we like wrap things up, it's like, what's the conclusion? And I don't know, am I far fetched to say maybe we are experiencing so much possibility for connection, but are Mm -hmm. very disconnected because those small little nuanced conversations that bring more perspective that create more clarity, create more understanding are no longer happening because we live majority of our life on Twitter. You know, um, recently I, you know, made that post about uh, allies, like what are we doing to support folks um, in the LGBTI plus community? And what are some actions that we've executed? I posted that with a thought in my mind, like, oh, I'm going to be excommunicated by all conservatives because I mentioned allies. Right. You know, I had that initial fear, even though part of me is like, I don't care. And I bet there are folks who are listening to the podcast that are saying, you know, fuck them all. Who gives a shit? Like, 
that doesn't really matter what they think. Like, screw them all. Like, who who cares? And I, I I'm guess so that, glad but, you were the first to say fuck on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, okay, yeah, I think there's a validity to that. Like, yeah. I get it. Like, you know, you can't please everyone. You're going to upset people. I get that. But my core desire is to continue to progress, continue yes. to grow. Therefore, I need people who are conservative to help refine me, give me a place where I can be more empathetic, more understanding, and where I can learn. Like, right. And if I don't have folks that think differently than me, then I don't think I'm going to learn. I'm going to get very comfortable and very stale and be like, it is what it is, whatever, like, right. this is what I think, and who cares? I don't yeah. want to be there. And in the same way, I also want society to grow and progress. Therefore, I don't want folks to be to be sheltered. I want mm-hmm. them to be open to different points of view so they can make up their own mind. So I have to create a space, like my workplace, where right. I bring diversity, but I'm also passionate about inclusion. Yes. So. And- that, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's because of finding spaces like that and in relationships like that and places where I could say things and learn and progress. It's why I am where I am now. And so, so I want that, you know, we, I think that we need that. That's how I got to where I am. That's where, how you got to where you are. And if we don't have that, then people are going to either just be stuck stuck in one spot or the other they're gonna be stuck wherever they are and you know as someone that has grown from the conservative christian viewpoint to where i am now i don't want people to stay there because i don't like those viewpoints i do think a lot of those viewpoints are bad so uh just to wrap up like we have to find a place where we can do both and I think so. Here's what I would say it comes from starting with a place of grace, remembering that you were there. Yeah. Uh, not forgetting where you were, and also a place of just being super candid. And it, it, if we're talking about like groups and stuff, it takes some time saying, like, this is not the time. And here's why. And I can talk about uh, let's you and I talk yeah. about that, you know, because you may be in a space where what someone is bringing up may not it may not be the good a good place for it. And it's not their fault because they don't know it. And so you yeah. some that and that's where those micro relationships build and that where we can pull we can be pulled aside or you can pull someone aside and just be like, listen, I understand. I get where you're coming from, but this is why. You know, that's not a good place, but this isn't a good group of people to bring that up. Let yeah. me explain. So you have to have that. You have to have leadership that does that has grace and does not forget where they were. Mm-hmm. Does, does not forget what it was like to be that person searching for a country, searching for a home, so that they're not going to want to leave somebody there. Uh, and that's where right. that's understanding. We may have some black and white rules. Let me explain them to you in a different setting that is more gray, where we can have a conversation. Yeah. So I think that's a lot of it, and it's harder to do online for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, I think it yeah. calls us. I think it causes us if we're going to seek places where everyone can fit in and we can all move together, uh, so that we can all grow together to a more loving 
uh, community and a more loving people group that is inclusive, it takes people willing to walk a little slower or to even back up and walk with the people that are not where they are, that are behind, that are just coming on the journey. And it takes those moments of being, letting someone tell you, Hey, not right now. I'll explain why Mm -hmm. to you later. And it takes people being willing to say that. And you have to, and it causes us, I think, to be actually more honest and authentic upfront in these settings. Yeah. So, yeah. And one of the last thing I would like to add is I also want to tell folks, uh, you have the freedom to stick to your beliefs. Like you have that freedom. We are, um, we do live in a society where it's okay to make up your mind and have beliefs. Um, of course I don't want any beliefs to cause violence. That's, I don't, I don't want that. And I'm against that. I get that. But I also want to speak and share that like, hey, if you are wrestling with something and you're struggling with these ideas and you know, okay, I believe this. I don't know how to reconcile this idea with that idea. That's okay to sit in the tension. Uh, You don't have to cater to a crowd because those are the cool people and those are not the cool people. Right. You don't have to do that. Like hold on. And you bring value. That tension that you hold on to brings value to our community. So do that. But also keep things a little more open. Don't stay super rigid. Be open to changing your mind and also hold strong to your convictions. Um, The two are possible. And that if I could encourage um, everything that we're experiencing is to be able to make the two possible. Um, Mm -hmm. How can you still change your mind and also hold things in a place where you're like, you know what? I hold this with confidence. Um, You know, not, I'm not talking about the bigoted idea of like absolute truth and stuff like that, but confidence, like I'm pretty sure this is how things should be, or this is how things are. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And then at the same time, including other folks to speak into that confidence and allowing other folks to share their po- point of view. Right. Yeah. And, and just to follow on that real quick, uh, to, as we're wrapping up, it's because there is a difference in beliefs that you hold because they're yours and there's something you hold on to that you've grown up with that mm-hmm. are helpful and those that are harmful. If you truly believe people of a different group or people that choose a different lifestyle are less than you, that is harmful. That is, do you have the right to have that belief? Yes. But people are going to be coming for you. And they should because harmful beliefs need to be eradicated. They need to change. And... But that's different than someone who is just holding on to something that you no longer agree with. The problem is a lot of times they get lumped together. A Christian. That's valid. Someone that calls himself a Christian in our culture often gets lumped into uh, also super conservative, anti-LGBT, you know, or like I was saying, what's happening to your sister? She moved to Florida. So you have a bunch of people. All of a sudden thinking, oh, she must be a super conservative. That's why she chose to move to Florida. No. But yeah. that, you know, so there's there are there there are there are 
beliefs that are good and their beliefs that are wrong. You have the right to hold on to all of them, but we need to be open to critique so the ones that are bad and wrong can be changed and right. we can learn the new, the better ones, the good ones. Um, yeah. So, and heck yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry, Ward. Oh, are you going to finish? Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, that's where, and that's where we find ourselves. That's what we want to do with this podcast. That's mm-hmm. what we're trying to do because we don't, you don't want to continue to feel lonely and continue like you don't have a place. I don't want to continue that feeling either. We all experience at times, but we need to walk through it and we need to do it. We need to find others to walk through it with. So I just want to say yeah. talk on the way. Well, you and I are definitely much more on the progressive side of things. Um, we are going to call you out on your shit. And we're not going to let you be a harmful person. But we all, we also want to walk with you. And that, yeah. so, that, so that where we were, if that's where you are, you can come to the other side and we can all journey together. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's all gray. It's all gray. It's all nuanced. And in, at the end of the day, it's like, where's the grace? Where is the love? Yeah, it's tough. It's but yeah, it starts. It's possible. The, it's it's possible, and it starts at those micro levels. I think of the conversations. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks y'all for listening, Ward. It's been a pleasure chatting, catching up, finally recording an episode. Um, and I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, for sure. I'll be uh, in the background hitting you up about that. And we'll start looking at maybe try to do another one this month. And then maybe we can get mental health in uh, May. So anyways, I'm going to let you get to work so you can uh, keep building that very inclusive, very successful uh, cafe, uh, their narrative. And I'm gonna go probably watch the mandalorian heck yeah right on all right Peace. peace thank you for joining us we're glad to have you with us as we navigate through faith life and our shared humanity 